0: This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Nazi boot prints. An inauguration performer quiz. My
1: little pony burgers. Cubs in the White House. And Rick's brush, if you know what I'm saying, with Anne Margaret.
0: All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men.
2: That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man, Man with Rick and Dave.
0: Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. We're uh, back in uh, 2017 and uh, we're, we're going strong. Isn't that right, Dave?
1: Um, I've had a great week. Uh, no hospital visits. Pardon me?
0: No hospital visits.
1: Right, I was gonna say zero days at Disney World. That's good. This last week. Zero, zero colonoscopies. Yeah. And zero psychosomatic heart attacks.
0: That's fantastic. And and your uh, your flow? How's your flow these days?
1: <laughs> um I'm not chipping any paint, but I'm doing okay. Okay. Good. Um You know, you know how my hospital stay and from my colonoscopy was a was um kind of a butt of some jokes last week. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no bill no pun intended bill. yeah, I got the bill over the week, yeah,, uh, not so funny. How much? uh the bill was eighteen thousand dollars. Oh my God, And my insurance is gonna pay about twelve thousand dollars. so that that piece of cheesecake that I raved about, yeah, was like six hundred bucks, basically. Wow. My flu shot, seventy-five dollars.
0: Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no problems with healthcare in
1: this country. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not. Uh, next time I go into AFib, I'm just gonna write it out.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great to hear. Uh, I think, uh, I think I'm just happy that you're okay, and that's the bottom line.
1: Well, thank you. Well, thank you. And if it costs wow.
0: you six thousand or so, so <laughs> be it. Right, I totally took one for the team.
1: <laughs> I paid six thousand dollars for shtick. What What are you bring to the table, my friend?
0: Because uh, you know this show as minutia, man. No one's gonna listen to that.
1: It's got to be men. It's got to be two. Uh, well, okay. So I took the first one. The next one. The next bullet is for you.
0: Okay. All right. I'm preparing uh, for
1: that. Uh, Rick, I got a Jenkins. Oh,
0: oh, oh! Hang on. Let me get Jenkins for you.
2: Here's uh, our audio clip. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins!
1: It could only be Jenkins! Jenkins!
2: Jenkins!
1: With Rick and Dave.
2: Jenkins!
1: All right, what's Jenkins done this week? Um, this is our first story out of Pittsburgh. I don't think we've ever had a Pittsburgh story. Okay. Um, a pair of workbook boots are re- being recalled after a customer discovered something on the sole. What, what what do you think they uh, like a design on the sole? What, what what do you what do you think they discovered? Uh, I, I'm I, swastikas, I, I'm, Rick. Swastikas. Yes, tiny little swastikas on the soles of the boots. I, isn't that a Paul Simon song? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he got swastikas on the soles of his boots.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, a evidently a design flaw uh, on yeah. the boots. Um, where it was uh, made by a company, uh, Conal international trading. Um, and and I love the name of the shoes. It was the polar Fox, not the desert Fox like Rommel. Uh It was the polar Fox. And what the, I mean, and you can even tell from the, you you know, when you, when you see the soles of the shoes, you can kind of tell that it's swastika, but when you step in like snow or dirt or whatever, I mean, it's like the Brady bunch of swastikas. There are wow. One, two, three, there's seven little swastikas that come that that are obviously evident when you um So do you think
0: that this is a Jenkins thing or is there like uh some white supremacists working at this place?
1: Well, the spoke I can only I'm sure the spokesman says it was just a mistake, which but how in the world could this possibly be? just a mistake so th- you know?
0: there could be some youngsters there who just think it's a neat design and have no idea what it means i suppose uh, uh not likely
1: well it appears to be a little more likely than you think rick yeah well, okay. uh i have a and vinny hasn't done this yet but we'll have to have him do a promo a nazi product quiz <laughs> nazi product quiz <laughs> I think this will
0: be the only Nazi product quiz we ever do. <laughs> uh, so no no give, audio necessary,
1: Vince. Uh, I'm going to give you four products here. Okay? okay. Three of these are true. One of them are not. Okay? okay. Recently, 18 months ago, Hallmark recalled a line of Hanukkah wrapping paper after one sharp-eyed shopper noticed little swastikas hidden among the geometric pattern. Okay, okay. yeah, that would That's be homework. bad. Uh, in 2013, J.C. Penney was forced to remove a teapot that bore a, bore a striking resemblance to Adolf Hitler. The spout looked like the Führer's <laughs> extended saluting arm. The handle, Shut up. <laughs> the handle was almost a perfect representation of his fashionable hairstyle, and the little knob to open the pot looked just like his mustache. Wow. Okay. I want one of those. Okay. Uh, in August, Spanish clothing retailer Zara was taken to task for selling a shirt to children that resembled clothing Jews were forced to use during the Holocaust or wear during the Holocaust. The horizontal striped back and white top oh was emblazoned God. with a six-pointed yellow star on the chest.
0: That's got to be fake. That I I really hope that one's fake.
1: Number four, record label Apple was forced to recall 500 copies of the Beatles single Hey Jude when the Dutch release misspelled (laughs) Hey Jude. And it was Hey Jude and Hey on the 45. Just one extra letter. (laughs) Just at the end of it. Uh, So one of those is not true. And from the sound of it, you think all of them are not true.
0: I hope all of them are not true, but three of them are true.
1: Three of them are true. We've got mm. swastika Hanukkah paper. Yeah. We've got Hitler teapot. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the Spanish clothing that uh, looked like uh, the you know the the uniforms that Jews had to wear, and the Beatles apple.
0: It's got to be the the Spanish clothing one because that's so egregious. Nope.
1: Nope, that's true. Oh, Uh, wow. You can Google um, Zara. And if you just Google Holocaust shirt Zara, um, yeah, it looked it was a black and white. Uh, They had horizontal black and white. It was I think it was actually maybe even a pajama. I'm not even sure. And they had the share. They claimed it was a sheriff's badge. Oh, boy. That happened to be yellow. Okay, what about um, Hitler teapot? That is true. Uh, J.C. Penny was forced to remove the teapot, uh, and you can um, I, you know what? I'll actually tweet it. I'll tweet this picture. Okay. Um, and of course, everybody's welcome to follow us on Twitter at Uh But no, it looks exactly like Hitler. The little handle is his comb over. <laughs> the little knob The little knob to put the water in is his little mustache. And, uh, um, and the teapot, and the ex- it looked like an extended arm.: OK. Great,
0: so uh, that, that leaves the Hanukkah paper, and what was the last one? Hey Uden. Uh I, I believe that that one is true. I'm going to go with the Hanukkah paper.
1: Uh, that is true. Uh, they were, uh, and no, this one I, was. Kind I, of, I stink like, at your quizzes. Uh, this was actually a little. I think this was a little political correcty because I had a I had a tough time looking finding the little swastikas. Okay. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to take a uh, Hallmark to task, but Hey, Yuden, Yeah, that's false. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. No, <laughs> well, thank you. That's,
0: that's really clever. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to Holland this summer. So, uh, I'm going to go see the Anne Frank house and everything. So I'm very excited about that.
1: Did you, did you just see that they found like a pendant or something that may have belonged to her? No. Um, I don't really know the details. I don't want to get too, too into it. But just like yesterday or the day before, um, if you search for uh, Anne Frank and like, yeah, they, there's, a, there's a pendant that they think could very well have been hers.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got some stuff for you here too. Some minutia. Uh, let's uh, roll the audio.
2: This week's minutia
0: with Rick and Dave. Okay. Um, just to make it clear, uh, I have done some research this week, Dave. Good for you. Yes. I have gone back and looked at all of the inaugurations since the Kennedy inauguration. And making note, I've made a note of all the performers that have performed at those uh, inaugurations. Because this year, for Donald Trump's inauguration, this is the lineup. We have three doors down. Big fan of theirs. <laughs> I don't
1: think I even know. Who I actually
0: have one of their songs on my on my iPod. I don't remember what okay. it's called, but I have one. Oh,
1: okay, so legitimate, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like if, okay. if they were playing at Lollapalooza or something, they'd be like the 37th act or something like that.
1: So their taste of Wheaton.
0: Basically. Yes, yes. They could headline okay. taste of Wheaton for sure. Okay. Toby right. Keith, he's huge in the country music world. Yeah.
1: Okay, so good. Okay.
0: Lee Greenwood. He also had a big hit in the early 80s uh, uh, proud to be an American remember that one or something yes, to I that do. effect and Sam Moore from Sam and Dave oh he's still alive yeah he is you know and actually I met Sam Moore once we had him on uh, Landecker show and that was the interview that made me put a uh, blanket rule in place and that was we will never have musicians on a morning show again <laughs> because he was so awful and so boring and so tired that it was just uh, it was a terrible terrible interview and i saw him interviewed yesterday on cnn and it was a similar <laughs> similar interview he apparently is doing this just so he can talk to uh, donald trump about music royalties because he wants uh, him to pass a law about it and he's hoping that he'll get to talk to him between soul man and hold on i'm coming i guess would be when he'd get to do that did i mean he's got to be old oh he's in his 80s for sure
1: he's still performing good for him
0: yeah yeah so would you like to take a you know i I hate to do back-to-back quizzes but uh i've done research so we have to do this quiz now. I'm yeah, going to tell no you the performer, and you just guess which of the which of the inaugurations they performed at. Okay. Okay. And then I, just to make things interesting, I've thrown in two fake ones that didn't perform at any of the inaugurations. Okay. Okay. Uh, first one is Anita Baker.
1: And I can't even place who is Anita. Is she? Uh, I don't even know who is Anita Baker. She's a, like a
0: jazz singer. Okay, I, and ones that you have no idea, I'll just tell you. That's uh, George H.W. Bush. Okay, okay. righty. How about the Beach Boys?
1: Beach Boys, California. It's, it's, it's uh, JFK, is that what you said? From JFK on? Yeah. Beach Boys, California, Reagan, 80s. I say Reagan.
0: Very good. All That's right. right, Ronald Reagan. What about Chuck Berry and Little Richard? They performed together. Obama. Clinton. Oh. You know, Beyonce, that's too easy. How about this one? James Brown. Huh. Um, Obama. Nixon. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Whoa. <laughs> I thought that was just the most incongruous one I've seen. How about this one? Um, Nat King Cole.
1: He died a long time ago. I'm going to say fake.
0: No, he he performed for Kennedy.
1: Oh, did you really?
0: Yeah, Bob Dylan. Okay. Dylan,
1: no, he didn't do it. He did. He was at Clinton's. Really? Wow. Yeah. How about Elvis? Well, Elvis died in seventy, like six or something, five or eight or whatever. So
0: August sixteenth, seventy-seven.
1: Um. So it has to be before then see how he did that Uh did the math there yep so 77 couldn't have been reagan carter i can't see um i say he he did not
0: you're correct that's correct what about michael jackson he did not either did he he did bill clinton he performed for bill clinton wow uh uh billy had a nice billy yeah good oh there's more there's more but anyway uh also uh You know, everyone says that uh, Obama's thing is star-studded. Clinton's was way more star-studded. Aretha Franklin performed at two different uh, inaugurations, at Jimmy Carter and
1: Obama. How about Loretta Lynn? Well, country. uh, So I would say maybe um, W's? Jimmy Carter. I guess I should have. Ricky Martin. Well, he's relatively new so it'd have to be Ob- uh, obama was he still good in obama uh, i'd say is
0: that's right and after he performed this is true check it out for yourself never had a hit again <laughs>
1: yeah, well, and then
2: i'll, think-
0: I'll just go through, i'll just tell you the others here um linda Rodstein performed for carter bruce springsteen for obama barbara streisand for clinton and a supergroup comprised of members from U2 and REM, also played at Clinton's. So um, there have been many, many stars. So not Maybe not to
1: the likes of Three Doors Down, but there have Scott, been many stars. Uh, what about Joni and Chachi? Are both of them going to be at Trump's? No, I don't think so. I think just
0: Chachi. So you um, can't get a Joni and a Chachi. Nobody's got that much power
1: yeah <laughs> right that that separation of church and state right there
0: that's right all right so what other minutiae you got for us this week
1: um we i don't have we done one, well we talked about denmark are you're going you're going to denmark is that what you just said
0: no netherlands
1: oh okay um well how far is denmark from there it can't be that far. it's in the neighborhood you can smell it from there okay well maybe you should go to this restaurant uh the restaurant is called Unwanted Animal Kitchen, okay, and it's located in the Dutch city of Breda. Dutch Breida. Dutch is Holland. Dutch is Netherlands. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I misread it. Of course. It's not Danish. It's Dutch. Wow. I really do have a Chicago public education, don't I? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, okay, well, then you can go. I right? can go. Where? Uh, where is it? What city? Breda.
0: Okay. I'll have to look that up.
1: Uh, and on the website says it's a creative breeding ground for conscious citizens and radical ex-hippies. That's kind of you. That is. Right? That's totally um, me. Well, what this restaurant does, which I think is interesting, um, they, um, they boast a one-of-a-kind menu highlighting the, hot, the wild flavor of animals otherwise doomed to die, like old horses Oh, pigeons well like
0: like dying animals like like well old they're doing die so huh? i don't
1: know if they're just old animals or i doubt if they're like terminal animals okay they're probably just old animals um pigeons crayfish parakeets If you want a, if you want a nice parakeet <laughs> sandwich you could go to the animal kitchen um and they have recently gotten a little bit in a uh a uh, little bit in trouble because they have something called the My Little Pony Hamburger. Oh, boy. Is it made and out of made, a pony? And it's made from actual horse. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, this reminded me of the time, not this last trip to Disney, but two Disneys ago. We went to – you know how you can have breakfast or lunch with characters? Yeah. You know how you – right? We went to the Winnie the Pooh lunch, I think it was, or whatever breakfast uh and piglet was there and there was bacon being served (laughs) and i actually went up to piglet and i said you know what do you think about this Uh, um let the record show piglet stayed in character good did not mention anything did not even show any kind of uh didn't throw blood at you no no (laughs) so they do serve bacon at the winnie the pooh piglet lunch
0: what is the weirdest meat you've ever eaten
1: well, former uh, former podcaster Hot Dog um, had an alligator hot dog. In fact, did you eat it with me? Yeah. You may have. Yeah, yeah. I think alligator. I think the alligator hot dog at Hot Dogs.
0: That's not bad. Uh, I, I, think, I think Bridget can top both of us, though, because she went to school at Louisiana State University. This is my wife, Bridget. Um, mm-hmm. And she went to visit a friend of hers who lived out in the... You know, Cajun area,
1: and they served her a squirrel. Oh, I've had squirrel. You've had squirrel? Yeah, I I roomed with a guy from Carlisle, Illinois. Flash Isaac. Do you remember Flash Isaac? No. Uh he his name was is is really Flash. He's actually a Facebook friend of mine, and he had a sister and a brother named Flint and Flame. I am not making this up. Wow. Uh, so it was Flash Flint and Flame, and he. Uh we I lived with him one summer and he went squirrel hunting and he fried up squirrel it was actually pretty good. Wow. Was, yeah. That's was, um, that's
0: disgusting.
1: No, yeah, it was actually pretty good. And mm-hmm. I was in college it was free. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, Have you
0: ever been like on a farm and and eaten like really fresh like it was just killed yesterday food?
1: Sounds like I've ever been on a farm. Uh, Does the Lincoln Park uh, Zoo count as a farm?
0: No. No, no. We, when we went to Romania when I was a kid and visit my father's fatherland. He was uh, born in Romania. And uh, at that time, the government owned everything, right? It was a communist mm-hmm. country. And so they wanted to serve us uh, chicken. They had to get permission from the government to kill one of their chickens, which they did <laughs> right in the backyard. And then they brought it in and served it to us. W- was it fantastic? It tasted
1: just like chicken. And it <laughs> good, tasted good just like fried chicken. Yeah. It wasn't fried or anything, you know. So but, the government had to give you permission to kill one of your own chickens? Yeah.
0: They also served us goat milk. And I'll never forget this. That was like freshly, you know, squirted out. Yeah, from a goat, sure. And put it in a glass and just handed it to me. And there were like chunks in there. Ugh. And uh, I just had to smile and drink it and pretend like it wasn't the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in
1: my life. Because you were a German and you just persevered. That's exactly right, because we're tough.
0: All right. Well, it's time for our uh, feature about the Chicago Cubs.
2: Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave.
0: And the reason why uh, this is a great week to be doing the Just One Bad Century feature, Dave, is I don't know if you saw this on television. But our beloved Cubs, your and my beloved Cubs were at the White House this week and that was just one of the most touching ceremonies I've ever seen in my life.
1: Are you talking about the Chicago Cubs World Series hoax that is being <laughs> yeah, per- no. perpetrated by the liberal uh, Chicago media? Is that what you're talking about? Did you see it? It was pretty cool. I did. I did. He uh Did you cry? I d- <laughs> no, I did I did not cry. Oh. I, I did like it when he said as I'm the number one Cub fan, as a Sox fan or among Sox fans, I'm the number one Cub fan, yeah. which is probably true. Probably true.
0: There, you um, know, I you know I love President Obama. I'm a fan of his, mm-hmm. but the f- the first like fifteen to thirty seconds of his speech, I was like, okay, I see what people hate about this guy, because he started like talking like a Sox fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that he's got that dark side to him now that I had never seen before. But uh, then he he came around. He came, and then I found out that uh, Michelle was a big Cubs Huge man, cup. and her favorite player of all time was Jose Cardenal, and and she insisted that he be invited, and he was there. And you know, Jose and I are old friends from our.
1: Yeah, I wonder if they talked about the time that you met him at the Jewel.
0: <laughs> I just thought that was so. I mean, really, I was I was I was weeping watching it here in uh, Mount Prospect. I um, just thought it was the sweetest thing ever.
1: What I liked, um, was it Rizzo? Is that the guy, the smiley guy? Is yeah. Is that Rizzo? Yeah. Uh, who was right behind Obama, right? Yeah. You kind of got to love that guy. I mean, he's just kind of like having the time of his life. You know? I know. And he's
0: uh, always happy. He and he just, he, he, he's a guy who's overcome so much. He had cancer I, and, I, you I, know, is a cancer survivor. He goes to all the hospitals
1: and helps out kids. And he's like the the nicest guy in the world. I know. And well, the, um, where we get our shirts for Just One Bad Century, and the shirts are available at Just one of the ladies that owned the company, um, her daughter was the homecoming queen to Anthony Rizzo's homecoming king in Florida. And, and says he's like the nicest guy in the world. And see, uh, There you go. Yeah, They um, told
0: a story. Actually, Theo Epstein told a story that said that this was not the first time that a Cubs team had been to the White House. And that actually is true. And he mentioned a time in 1888 that they visited Grover Cleveland. Uh, and that is a true story. But what he didn't tell is that they visited one time before that. In before 1888. Eight, yes. In 1886, the, uh, the Cubs were invited and they were called the white stockings at that time. And that was also president Grover Cleveland. And, They uh, had a player named Mike King Kelly who's in the Hall of Fame but was known as a prankster, uh, you know, boozer, uh, just kind of an all-around rascal, Uh right? And when he met uh, President Grover Cleveland, he intentionally shook his hand so hard that it, it hurt the president. And before that 1888 visit, Cap Anson pulled all the team together and said, I want no shenanigans from you boys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he talked like he talked like the the old news footage, too. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, That's uh, true, though. That's a true story. So when did the Cubs become the Cubs? I mean, this is. 1880 first of all why were they invited did they win something because i don't think so
0: yeah oh yeah they they were they were the best team in the world in the 19th century they won four or five championships
1: but that's not that's not major league i mean it was so major they league they baseball follow? okay so they were just baseball there was like what six teams
0: well, you know it doesn't matter the details don't matter uh, no, they don't so count. They, they don't count it until the World Series, uh, which started in 1900. So you know so all the 1880s and all that stuff. That those are championships, but they're not considered World Series championships because they weren't playing a World Series.
1: Now, when you um, take that into consideration, first of all, were the White Sox? They were called the White Stocking. Were there White Sox? Were, no. There, were there?
0: No, the White Sox started in, I believe, in 1900. And they they were part of that American League, which is the reason why they started the World Series in the first place. There's the National League and the American League, and they gotcha. decided to okay. play against each other. And the American cool. League was the junior circuit,
1: right? And there's the uh, who, who, what other teams were on in in the 1800s?
0: Oh, there's a team in Providence. There was a team in uh, Boston, the Bean Eaters. Um, there was a team, and the Providence team. I forget what they were called. Um. Buffalo, I believe there's a team in Buffalo. And then, you know, there were teams like, you know, Cincinnati was around. And New York was around.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, the Giants. Uh, These
0: teams have been around forever.
1: I I wonder if those trademarks are still held by anybody.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure someone has looked into that. Anyway, it wasn't also – there was one other visit to the White House, and that was Cap Anson, the same guy. Right, he he visited Warren G. Harding in nineteen twenty-two, so there were several visits to the White House by Cubs before.
1: What teams? What teams did Obama save from Chicago uh, in his presidency? Just the Hawks, right? And the eighty-five Bears.
0: Oh yeah, right, because they came because they missed it when Reagan was in there, right?
1: It's the thirtieth anniversary,
0: right? And, and his, three times he had the uh, the Blackhawks, right? Yeah
1: you would think he'd have the white Sox.
0: well it's i mean they were the there home. for uh with
1: bush right and, and and, yeah. and I, I you know i i really don't like the fact when players don't go to the world Series, or don't go to the white house i think um
0: i think michael jordan boycotted once too
1: yeah i you know politics aside you should still go to the white house i agree i you know? agree and and Jake Arietta, what was his excuse that his kid had a dental appointment?
0: Yeah, something very lame. Yeah. So, and you know, yeah. I, by the way, I also feel the same way about all these guys, all these uh, Democratic uh, representatives protesting the inauguration. I mean, come I on, agree. just go. go.
1: I mean, he's the president. You got to right. be there for that. I, I agree, and I hated it when Obama, when Obama was constantly, you know, his um, his presidency was was besmirched you know saying that he was you know not legitimate it goes this, it goes the same way i agree i think everybody should go you know disagreements aside you need to show right. respect for the office more than anything amen brother all right so it's I,
0: time for our final segment of the show and that is
2: our celebrity segment a random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. All
0: right, Dave, dip your hand into the Costco jar, pull out a, a celebrity name, and I will have to tell the
1: story of the day that I met that celebrity. Uh, Northwestern grad, I believe, and Margaret.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a very relevant, Yeah. So uh this was during my landecker years. I want to say uh early 2000s, maybe late 90. I think it was the early 2000s. Anne Margaret was coming to town to promote um now she was appearing in on Broadway in Chicago for I think Annie Get Your Gun. I'm going to mm. I'm dipping into the memory banks here, but I think she was hosting or or uh, starring in the show with Gary Sandy. Do you remember him?
1: mm
0: He was the star of WKRP in Cincinnati.
1: Oh, was he the PD?
0: Yeah, he was the Andy, Andy? Travis. Yeah. Okay. Um, so those two were the stars of Andy Get Your Gun. And Ann Margaret was a childhood obsession for Landecker. He had very evil thoughts about her for many, mm-hmm. many years, starting with Bye Bye Birdie when he was of that age. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And so when she came to town, I had been trying to get her on the air for years previously and with no success. And so when I finally got her on, that was a major feather in my cap. And I don't remember much about what they talked about, except that um, that uh, John played the (laughs) audio of uh, Tommy. From the movie uh, uh, Tommy, where she's like getting chocolate all over her and beans yeah. and stuff, and she yeah, was, was clearly really uncomfortable during that yeah. segment. <laughs> but there here's was, the, the here's the tragic thing about this is this is what I really remember about that day. We had to record that uh, outside of the show because she was not available during the morning hours, and it was recorded in a production studio by our production director Al um and al was just the nicest guy in the world he he had been a a production guy for Ron Britton at WCFL way back in the day It was really one of the uh his his name was al Urbanski. he was one of the one of the all-time great guys and as he was finishing his day up that day he he put the interview together for us he started feeling bad oh, and he had a heart attack and he died. Ugh. Uh, on that same day. Oh God. And so it's. the next day, when we played it back, it obviously it had, you know, some serious melancholy to it. And so whenever wow. I think of Ann Margaret now, this is kind of a bummer way to end the show. But this is a true story. <laughs> whenever I think of her now, I think about Al, who was a great guy, and I still miss him.
1: Well, i I'll I'll, um, I'll one up you with the bum, bum factor. Uh, when I worked at case paper, um, there was a cutter, you know, a guy that would cut paper. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Uh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, but a really nice guy and he had been there for like 40 years. Um, he retired. Uh, it was his last day. And then two weeks later he got hit by a car and died. Yeah. 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 That's not, that's not good. Well, our, our subscriptions to this. Riot.
0: This a laugh This show has <laughs> been a laugh riot. <laughs> if you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, <laughs> other than this Which week. Which you
1: probably don't after that.
0: <laughs> uh, be sure to check out uh, some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They're a lot more upbeat. For instance.
1: Right. right. Uh, there is uh, Jill Urchak, who is a traffic reporter here in Chicago. And what's the name uh, of her show? Uh, on a Quest. And what she does is she talks about supernatural things like, you know vampires and 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 ghosts and that kind of thing and she did a interview i can't remember what the name of the author was i think i I know his last name was robinson dan or doug doug robinson who's claiming that there are 300 year old vampires that are walking amongst us right now really Uh, um believe a lot of them played for the white Sox over the years (laughs) uh but yeah and so check out that that's on the radio uh she's on the radio misfits network on a quest
0: um, you know how i know that none of them played for the cubs at least before 1988
1: because the lights uh-huh see well done well done
0: okay uh to find out more about rick and dave check out eckhart's press.com or chicago those are our two real businesses uh, and if you'd like to uh, reach us, you can also drop us a line at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. And also, we are on Twitter, as Dave mentioned, minutiamen at minutiamen, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, more importantly, why don't you subscribe to the show? Because we're going to make a vow to you right now that next week, we're not going to tell any stories about people dying, right? Unless they're funny deaths. They
1: got to be funny. That's, right, that's, right. that's a good point. Right. If it's right. a Jenkins funny yeah, we may tell that in. story. Right, it's in. Right. If you die because of your own stupidity, you get a pass.
0: There you go. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network and we'll be back next week with another episode of Men. <laughs>